0: Welcome to the Black and Gold Banneret Podcast. My name is Jeff Sharon, and along with my usual partners in crime, Brian Murphy and Eric Lopez, uh, we are back with you once again this week. The, uh, the world's longest offseason continues. What day is it? I don't even know. Does
1: it matter? It's every day.
0: I don't know. I, I've lost track.
1: Although we are closer to opening day Korean baseball, aren't we, Murph?
2: Yes, we are. We're, we're already past opening day of baseball in Taiwan. Oh, they got
1: uh, him in. I know
2: there was a rain out opening day, but they got him in. That was yeah, that was the first day, then the next day they started play. So, yeah. Where they
0: where, is that being televised anywhere? Please tell me
2: it is. Uh, it, ha- it is being televised. If you want to like sign up uh, on their official website, you can get like a video stream, but it's all in like uh, it's all in like Chinese. So, uh, so it's really hard to like understand what I'm agreeing to in these terms <laughs> uh, as I, as, I, as, I, as I sign up. So I haven't done that, although I will say, just watching the highlights of the games—which I'm not saying I've done, but I've definitely done that—definitely done uh, that—is is uh, is good enough. It's good enough. You just watch the highlights. Fantastic! I mean,
1: they're throwing 150 miles an hour.
2: It's kilometers. It's not quite.
1: Yeah. (laughs) I, I, I did see that same highlight. You know what? I didn't understand. So the manager is wearing a mask, right, to cover his mouth, but nobody else on the team is. Like what's that about? He's like, old. not that be like? That's it. That's the reason. I don't know. I'm like,
0: just guessing here.
1: And then, and then, I they, they had people, and actually, I, this was this might have been the Korean League uh, scrimmage game that I'm talking about. So they had yeah. people, the Yoshi, the, the the famous Yoshi Giants, right? Is that what they're called, the Murph? The
0: uh, no, 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 Chivalota oh, right. Giants is that what it is? Thank yeah.
1: you, Jeffrey. Thank, Thank you. you. I, you're, you're, uh, yeah. So they you're had welcome. a scrimmage. And then they had these group of people uh, behind home plate sitting in the stands that had a mask on. I'm assuming it's people from the organization. Then they had some random dude, I'm not even making this up, that was wearing a L.A. Dodgers shirt with no mask on. Like, why is he there? Like, what He's, the heck? It he
0: has, has to be an American. It <laughs> just me. has what? to be. What? Like, what? I mean, I think was we're it looked like are We're just a couple days away from Marlon's guy showing up at these games. You know that, right? <laughs> that would be amazing. <laughs> anyway we got a couple uh, we got a couple things to talk about I know we're joking here but uh, like we, we actually have some like I, I would say concerning things that we want to yak about here for a little bit uh, which uh, in part we wrote uh, I wrote about today on com. you are home for UCF sports news on the SB Nation Network follow us at UCF underscore dot com slash blackandgoldbanneret. alright um So the word came down earlier this week that the University of Cincinnati was canceling its men's soccer program effective immediately. Uh, This comes just a couple days after Old Dominion scrapped its wrestling program. Um, We can talk on and on about, you know, how good Cincinnati's men's soccer programs. Hint, it was not. At least not since joining the American. But word came down... um, Last night, Tuesday night, that uh, in the wake of that, which seemed like a shot across the bow, certainly, uh, it was uh, the uh, the members of the, the commissioners of the five non autonomous conferences that colloquially known as the Group of Five uh, wrote a letter to NCAA President Mark Emmert, um, petitioning basically for. Uh, the NCAA to provide relief to uh, Division One uh, programs on certain bylaws over the next uh, over the next couple years, and and one of the things that um, I'll read a portion of the letter here. Uh, quote: In order to provide the NCAA Division One institutions flexibility in addressing the challenges for the foreseeable future, we request temporary relief from several regulatory requirements for a period of up to four years a blanket waiver for relief will provide institutions the ability to make prudent and necessary decisions for the financial well-being of the institution. Providing short-term relief from a handful of regulatory requirements will facilitate the opportunity for institutions to retrench and rebuild the financial structures of the institution. Additionally, this will allow time for the membership to engage in discussions about a vision for higher education and intercollegiate athletics in a post-COVID-19 world. So the Um, Among them, obviously signing on to this, was Mike Oresko, the commissioner of the American Athletic Conference, as as well as the commissioners from the Sunbelt, Mountain West, uh, MAC, and uh, who am I missing, Eric? Sunbelt, Conference USA, that's right. So um, among the bylaws that they are seeking relief from are the uh, requirement that that the football program uh, average... Uh, have a rolling, a two-year rolling average of fifteen thousand fans per game. <laughs> uh, oh,
1: that's funny. Uh,
0: the waving the
1: because of course they really enforced that rule.
0: Yeah, well, waiving the minimum number of sponsored sports, which is sixteen. Okay, including a minimum of six men's sports and a minimum of eight women's sports. Uh, the rule requiring FBS teams to play at least 60% of their games against other FBS schools. That's interesting. And several other various and sundry scheduling requirements for um, basketball and the uh, Olympic sports. Pete Thamel wrote, up, wrote it up in uh, Yahoo. He actually posted the documents with the bylaws um, uh, themselves, which he was able to um, pull in, I think a couple of the other ones. Anyway, um, yeah, football schedule requires financial aid requirements are another one in there. Um, uh, ease up the requirements on summer athletic activities um, uh, and so on and so forth. Oh, uh, what, The uh, one-third of con- home uh, basketball contests in the home arena. Uh, so there's a, a division championship. There's a bunch of things that are in here, but um, anyway, this is pretty interesting because, uh, to me, it proves, guys, that we know that there are that there's some there's some crap getting ready to roll downhill on some of these sports, and that the group of five conferences are the ones who are probably who are who are I, I feel the most nervous about that, including the American. That does that. My my question is, and Eric, I'll start with you. Obviously, UCF being a part of this uh, of one of these conferences. Um how concerned would you be if you were a UCF fan of one of uh, of one of the uh, of uh, uh, based on what we're talking about here?
1: Uh actually I would be upset that I'm part of this letter. Uh I don't why is the American a part of this letter? Aren't we a power 6, quote? quote-unquote?
2: Oh
0: I f- oh, I oh, sent oh, oh, I sent some salt coming what? from That's you there's right. big surprise. Uh-huh. No, I'm
1: just saying what are we the american is that's part of the i mean are we like i mean the, the the problem is with all these group of fives and you can put in all the requests you want in there that's fine every school is different and this includes the power five ucf's probably way better off than most schools in the power five especially bottom team bottom big uh power five schools um so now, do they, would they take the relief? Sure. But I think there's also, like, some of the Group of Five conferences, I would argue, shouldn't be in Division One to begin with. And this, don't even get me started on the athletic departments. Oh, we want to eliminate certain sports to help our budget. Hey, how about you start with that big, fat one in football that you don't draw ten people to the game? Maybe you shouldn't have football to begin with. Um, I'm sick and tired of athletic directors crying and whining about no money and, oh, we need football and football that – why is Gonzaga? Is Gonzaga struggling right now without football? Is anybody asking how Gonzaga is doing? How is Gonzaga, who obviously has a big power basketball program that obviously probably brings in the money? Their women's basketball program has gotten to an NCAA high level now since then. Their baseball program has been very good, make the tournaments. They seem to be doing just fine without football. They seem to be able to figure things out. Other schools have figured it out without football, but yet. The second we lose money, oh, cry us poor. Well, maybe because you're handling your budgets are not good. Like again, I love the well. Let's we need a relief of the fifteen thousand. Nobody gets punished by that. Who has ever been punished by the fifteen thousand? Uh, uh, you know, t- you know, attendance uh, rule. Has anybody said, hey guys, you're only drawing twelve, you're out of here, goodbye? No, they haven't. So, I, I would say. That if anything comes out of this There's probably if, if, if people are correct And I agree with what Tony Kornheiser said On PTI on Wednesday Stop picking on the little sports in general And say oh we gotta dump wrestling We gotta dump deal. Here's an idea If you don't draw in football If you're losing a ton of money If you're not very good And you brought this up in our private chat With some of our groups here Temple football if you are not drawing and you're uh, losing a ton of money on football, maybe you shouldn't do football. That's okay. That's fine. So as far as I'm UCF, I'm more annoyed by the fact that, wait, I'm lumped in with these people. Then why am I not lumped in with the power five? So I think that's more the UCF fan attitude. That's the, that you asked me about the UCF fan. Um, that's what the fan would say. Well, I think yeah. the UCF side of things, I think they would say, yeah, we'll take any relief you want.
0: Well, here's the other thing too is Aresco is not. I don't think Aresco is doing this on the part of UCF. He's doing this on the part of Tulsa, and Tulane, and SMU, Correct. and Wichita State. You know, I, I think that's where he's coming. Murph, what do you what, what did you get out of this? Where Where do you think this is headed?
2: Well, like you said, Jeffrey, it's 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 going to be a it's a slippery slope, basically. I mean, this is for for whatever the 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 reasons. Be it either that they really do have run out of money or as somebody has told Pete Thammel, there are just some schools that want to cut sports and this seems like the good opportunity to do it right bing, 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 bing. Uh, right so whether whether it's like whether it's whether it's really financial or more out of just like we just want to use this to clear our margins to uh you know it means that no matter what we are going to have fewer college sports athletics around this country in, I would say, all conferences. And I think I, I, I don't. It doesn't. I don't think it, it. Obviously, like Eric said, it won't just stop with the Group of Five. This will impact the Power Five as well, especially when I shouldn't say when, but when or if the college football season does get delayed and pushed back to whenever. Um, I, I you know, it's it's. It, and I, I think the scary part is we don't we don't know. Where this ends, how long it lasts, what 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 is the bottom? When does this stop? And uh, I feel like we could see a lot of programs and thus a lot of athletes who were either aspiring to or involved with those programs, basically with nothing left to play.
0: I think this is you know yet another step toward the eventual I think separation of into the into the fourth division, and you know like you said. Eric, there is a there's a, a sort of gradient between the power conference schools that you know this won't be a problem for, or at least it will be less of a problem for. I should clarify, and the and the Power Five schools that you know that this will be a problem for. Like you know, I think of Iowa State, for example, right? I, I would argue we we could we could say, for example, you know, I mean, UCF is probably in a much better financial state than Iowa State is. Iowa State's been struggling for years. UCF has kept their athletic department to its credit under Danny White. This is the part that he doesn't get enough credit for. Keeping that athletic department lean and mean. They're at the minimum of 16 right now. And they fully funded the sport, all the sports that they have. Uh, and And they haven't gotten out over their skis. There are a lot of programs that are out over their skis right now. And the and and they're not going to get saved. They're not going to get bailed out this time. And it, it the part that though for me that it, it sucks for those athletes. Yes, they're going to get their scholarships honored. Um, uh, and as as far as we know, I, I mean, I don't know if they're going to get free transfers and automatic eligibility. Although they should, I imagine that that would be the 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 mo. But um. It just you know th- those kids came came to Cincinnati to play soccer for the Bearcats
1: and, and get an education
0: and get their and get their education. Well,
1: by the way, wasn't this? I th- I'm sorry, I thought college was about that. <laughs> what happened to that idea? Remember that? Oh, it's about the college experience, about the student. Oh, wait, it's well, not. That's, when well, that's come, I mean, that's
0: part of, that's part of the experience. Let's be fair. Let's be yeah. fair. But like
1: dropping sports?
0: No, part of the experience is playing soccer for that for that team. If you're a student well, athlete, agree. you that's love why, that sport, I, that's I, part I, of the experience. I, and it I sucks agree. for them.
1: Uh, but what I'm saying is, for example, I played intramural when I was a student at UCF. You're telling me UCF made money off intramural sports? Probably not. That's part of the college experience. College is not a profit business. This is not about making money. You're that's not your job. This is about the learning experience. What, what's next? We're going to cut off a kid because he wants to study abroad? What's wrong with I see a problem is our priorities are whack. Now, I wouldn't have any trouble problem with this if every sport was affected to some extent. My issue is, hey, let's pick on the little sport that doesn't draw the revenue, but let's make sure that our football, God forsaken, our football is not touched at all. God forbid well, put any restrictions on football.
0: Well, we have- are, we, are we sure about that?
1: I hope I look I I I'm going 100% we we talked about this I to me a lot of these schools could help could do themselves a favor starting with most of the Mac schools (laughs) drop football drop football I got to break it to you you're never gonna be interested in football nobody in the state of Michigan is ever gonna draw there because they're all about Michigan and Michigan State move on draw look at something else I think too many schools have a pipe dream about hey I want to be the next football program. That's the, ma- the, ma- no- the majority of football programs do not reach that level. Do not. I'm going to tell you something. I lived in Miami for 20 years. FIU could do all they want. They can win eight, nine games. They're never going to draw. Not in that town. They're not. Nobody gives a bleep. Well, then they're going to cry. They're losing a ton of money. Why? Well, who's the who's? I judge. judge well, smart idea was it to build a football program at a high school state?
0: Well, well, we'll talk about the definition of "quote" losing money in a second. Which, but which,
1: right, right. right. Uh, you know,
0: which by the way, that's very fungible. But um,
1: good point. I agree with that. Is it, it, it?
0: What about dropping down to FCS? Could you see that? Because well, obviously, lower scholarship yes. requirements 60, yes. th- 63 as yes. opposed to eighty five. Um. Yes. You know. I, I mean, that's. There, there's a huge gap between. I mean, it, o- only one school has ever actually dropped from FBS to FCS. That was Idaho back in the day. Uh, back in the day, I should say that was a couple of years ago. But uh, uh, yeah, right, right. We we might see a few more do that. We, I would not be surprised to see. You know, for example, like the entire Sun Belt Conference USA and MAC just drop down to F- drop down to FCS okay. level.
1: By the way, that's okay. Maybe that's a good thing that's not a bad thing as long I would rather them drop a level than give drops just drop sports altogether Uh, because to me the student athlete should come first in that you know the kid that you know didn't do anything wrong it's not his fault that you know you're not drawing people into your building or your sport is not a revenue maker but college is not supposed to be about that but these you know but somehow it's funny now we're seeing the true colors of college athletics because now all of a sudden everybody wants to get their football season in. Oh, my God, football, we need our football. And we're going to try to force this in, whether it be in the fall, whether it be late fall or spring, even though you could argue, is that really in the best interest of the student athlete that plays football? We know it's in the best interest for the school. We know it's in the best interest for us. But is it in the best interest for them? I I don't think it Mm. is, but nobody really cares to talk, cares about them either.
0: Well, Murph, also, and Murph, I think you probably saw this, too. I, th- I know that you mentioned it that uh, on Twitter that it was, um, that the, uh, was it, uh, I forget who it was that actually met with the, uh, Vice President Mike Pence and said, we are not having college football until all of our students are coming back, Is that uh, are back on campus in full. Is that right?
2: The power. Right, that was- sure, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that was with the that was with the autonomous conferences today.
0: Yeah, and I would imagine that that would obviously be the same for uh, for the for the non autonomous conferences as well, because you know, by the way, you're re- if if they were to bring college football back without having without having the students back on campus, basically you're 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 delegitimizing the NCAA as an institution out of hand.
1: Yeah. I mean, by doing that, I would I would the only thing I would counter with that football players already report before even any students do. So they usually report before they do. So it's not like this is a foreign thing that student athletes are practicing or. Okay, but
0: but if they're the only ones on the campus, (laughs) that's. That's a whole different ballgame, man. No, I'm sorry. That's, agree that's with you and, and I if I about and about if I was a student and if I was a student athlete and they were like, okay, you guys got to report, even though everyone else has to take online classes and can take them from, you know, wherever it is that they live, I'd be like, uh-uh, ah, ah, man, I, I do not feel comfortable doing that. And the, and basically, and by the way, you're yeah, you're paying me with my scholarship. You know, at that point, I'm like, forget about it. Uh, no, I, I don't
1: is, disagree with you. I don't disagree with. You. I think that was the right approach. Now. Call me a little cynical here, but A little. (laughs) Just a little here. Let me ask let me ask those same commissioners. Let's fast forward here. It's November and December. You still can't bring a mass gathering. Or does that mean they're not gonna have a football season in the spring, or do they all of a sudden go back on their word? Because now it gets serious now. Now it's okay, we still can't do a big gathering. We may have students open, but we cannot have mass gatherings on a stadium. What do they do then? Do they do they stay to their word and say, "All right, no more football, no football this year"? Or do they all of a sudden start? Yeah, eh, well, you know, on the other hand,
0: well, they're the, the- they're already they're already you know flinging around the the spring football idea. I mean, they they have been for a few which, weeks now.
1: Correct. Which I think is funny. Everybody just assumes, "Oh yeah, that makes a lot of sense." We're about to ask. You would ask basically the student athlete to play two seasons in one year. You would be playing. Hypothetically, January to May, and then come back and play a September to December. I thought, you know, that's what – now, that's why if they do play in the spring, my opinion is I think it's going to be a short season. I don't think you can ask them to play 12 games. Hey, for free, let's play 12 games and then come back in two months and play another, get ready for another 12-game season. I just don't see it. Um, the other thing I have questions about, if they play in the spring – uh, you might want to make sure the NFL is cool with that yep. because there's this <laughs> thing called the NFL draft and a combine they like to do, and if they don't move those dates, you want to guess what Trevor Lawrence and other players in college football are going to do? They're going to say, thanks, but no thanks. We're going to move
2: Now, I would tell players to skip the combine other than interviews yeah. because it doesn't really matter. Well, I, agree,
1: then, I agree with you, Murray. I
2: agree <laughs> with you. I'm, but I'm, uh, but, I'm saying yeah, they're going to they're hold the combine regardless, and yeah. I would be in February still.
1: And um, so yeah. if the NFL doesn't move their dates, like if I, I would encourage the NFL, please, please, little Mr. Goodell moves and move the draft. Because if Roger Goodell in the NFL says, nope, we're not moving anything because we're the NFL. and We can do whatever we want. And our draft is going to be in late April. How can Trevor Lawrence and anybody that's close to a Trevor Lawrence or any players that are going to be in this draft? How can in good conscience you advise him? Yeah, go ahead. Play college football with 2 months oh, before you get drafted no, and send big
0: billions. No, no, you well, you wouldn't and if I were Trevor Lawrence in that position, I I wouldn't. But if I was uh, but th- there aren't that many Trevor Lawrences. You know? Well, I mean, a lot of guys that will get drafted. Now, let me let me go. Yes, me go, but but there but there are going to be a lot more guys who are on that who who are on that bubble and maybe want to Maybe want to improve their draft stock and make it, some more money be, in that case, right?
2: It'll be a personal decision. Right. Ab- ab- okay. upon each player, whether or not they want to risk it. Yeah. I don't mind As it should be, by the way. I don't mind the I don't mind the possibility that there might be a draft like if, I mean, God forbid like so weird that it would be draft during the season because or at the end like really at the end of the season. I don't know if they could have it like in April where the season goes till May and now there's there's four weeks left to go in the season, but you've already got their players' rights. But, they, you know, obviously in baseball, they have the draft in the season as well. It's If you're in the College World Series, you're still playing college baseball while you're being drafted. Exactly. So it's not like there's no precedent there. However, it would be upon every player's own well-being whether or not they want to risk it. Could you see in this weird hypothetical, maybe it won't be so weird seven months from, you know, 12, or like, uh, 12 months from now, but could you see in this hypothetical where uh, players could start the season and then – Five or six weeks in, yep. if it starts okay. in, in like May or starts in uh, yep. January, to say shut it down, and I'm going to go. Call yep. My pro, my procreate. Yeah. That could possibly happen, but so could a uh, bevy of other things that you know we right. all, all we're trying to oh, do. No, here right, is right. Hypothetical, you know. And and, like,
0: I, and and you know I'm fine with that because guess what? College football is going to survive without Trevor Lawrence.
2: Yeah. Uh, well, no, but but, but, but to Murph stole
1: my my point here. I was thinking the same thing Murph is, and I'm going to let's let's hit this home here. Let's say Gabe Davis. Remember Gabe Davis after the Stanford game? How he blew up and
2: mm-hmm. destroyed mm-hmm.
1: your boy there, Murph, the corner for Stanford, uh, Dobo. Paulson, Paulson, Debo.
2: divo. Thank you. divo. Thank you.
1: Apologize. Boy. Uh, yeah, boy, because you, you were all excited <laughs> about that matchup, man. I was. Like. I mean,
2: yeah. are,
1: are you excited about it? The UCF's going to re-air that game now on Friday night on their uh, social media platform there on
2: Twitch. No, I, didn't, there. I I don't need to watch that. I've already seen it. I was there. So was I. Um, Murph,
0: Murph doesn't want to see his boy get roasted once again. No. Anyway.
2: Oh man. <laughs> to to you, right? <laughs>
1: oh man. No, but my point like I'll use Gabe Davis as an example. People took notice of Gabe Davis. So what is to say to Murph's point, if a guy like somebody at UCF on the roster it blows up five, six weeks, you know people are going to come to him and say, Hey, you might want to shut it kind of like guys do now at bowl games. And for the record, yeah. I agree with you 100%, Jeff. I don't have a problem with it. I just don't want fans to give any of the players any crap about it, and I definitely don't want coaches to give them crap about it, or anybody at school to give them crap about it. If you're going to play yeah, the but, sprint,
2: yeah, but you know they will. They, well, I, mean, I, I, I think,
0: I think, you, well, yes, they will. I think the number of fans who will do it will be significantly less than other uh, than under other circumstances. I think that I, I think that bird has flown. But I, but I, what I do agree with you on, Eric, is. So help me, God. If I see freaking Dabo Sweeney come out and right. say something like this I, i'm gonna I'm gonna drive up to Clemson myself and punch him in the face because he he's <laughs> you can't you can't be that ignorant as to what's going on here and, and 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 say things like that. I just he drives me absolutely crazy, and I covered him when he took Tommy Bowden's when he took Tommy I say that like he stole it. Tommy Bowden got fired and and Dabo was the was the interim. But um but it is mind blowing how preposterous his takes have been over the last few weeks and then the And then the BS non apology that he like la- I'm sorry if anybody was you know it's screw you, Dabo. But
1: hasn't this exposed this whole deal like it's fine. Like do you, let me ask you guys do you think the, the, the universities would have, with any other sport on campus, would they have said no? No, hey, listen, if we can't play it in this semester, don't what? No problems. We'll move it to the next semester. They wouldn't do that for any other semester except for football, because football we need our football. It's an ego thing. God forbid.
0: Well, it's, it's more than an ego thing. Of, it makes mo- it makes revenue. I mean, it's, it's
1: right because of their well because of because, the because way of the TV, TV contracts. <laughs> Correct. The TV contract and, and all that. So I think there, because of all that, I think there's going to be a football season, whether it be later in the fall, spring. It's going to be, but don't give these. I don't want anybody to give these players any nonsense if they choose not to play because it's in their best interest, which could happen if it gets moved to the spring. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I'm just saying I don't want to hear people complain about it afterwards because that's probably what's going to happen and it should happen. And I hope again uh, to my whole point on this. As the, we need to do a better job of protecting the other sports. I'm sick of people using, well, the soccer program doesn't – why are they traveling to this place to play this? They don't make any revenue. You know that The equivalent of that would be, okay, imagine you end up you're, – you're married and you have kids. Well, you know that if you decide to have kids, that's going to crush your budget. You're not going to make revenue out of your kids.
0: Tell do me you
2: about it. A,
1: yeah, you, you could speak to this, Jeff. Okay? <laughs> You've got two kids. You chose to have two kids. You love your kids. You're not going to tell your kid, hey, you're going to stay in your room for 20 years because we just don't have it in the budget. You don't make revenue and I need my budget. No. What you do is you adapt to your budget. Hey, you know what? Maybe I won't go out and go get a sports bar and watch a game. I'm going to save. I'm going to adapt my budget to my strengths to help the budget, you know, those things. College athletics is the complete opposite. They throw the kid off the house. Oh, it's your fault, kid. Get out of here. Get a job.
0: Well, I'm going to keep my daughter in the house for the first 20 years of her life for entirely different reasons. But anyway, Uh,
1: that's always my issue when every time this comes up, oh, the poor little, you know, wrestling team, you know, listen, a lot of these sports aren't because they want to become the, you know, some of them do want to be professionals. I mean, a Brock Lesnar was an amateur wrestler in Minnesota. I think he did pretty well in promoting minnesota now uh so it does benefit but a
0: Wasn't lot of Kurt sports- angle a college wrestler too
1: he was correct yeah. so you could get athletes uh that play these sports that could help your university help bring enrollment so while you're not making that money off those sports quote unquote on the bottom line it could pay off if they're having success if they bring players that go on to be successful, that could pay off down the road to having more enrollment and having more people come to your school, which is ultimately where you make your most money is through enrollment, which is the most important thing.
0: Let me, or, you yeah. know. Let me, uh, let me wrap this segment where we talk about football here with this question for the both of you and Murph, I want you to go first. Um, let's speculate recklessly. And, uh, oh,
1: Murph's favorite.
0: And let's, let's, yeah.
1: I'm going to hide
2: under my table. Of course, snap. of course, I'm going to yeah, do this. Two uh, things. Two things. One, we've already done that. And two, I'm going to hate whatever you say next.
0: Okay, cool. <laughs> um, you, you, Brian Murphy, have been, uh, are the one man task force for Mark Emmert to, uh, to do the football season. It's happening in the, sp- it's going to happen in the spring. It's going to begin. Uh, basically uh, on Groundhog's Day, let's just say. Um how many games regular season would you play and would you and and if so, how would you alter the playoff?
2: Oh god. Uh well first could I could I have the power to fire Mark Emmerich and, and install another president?
0: Uh, no, because he uh, hired you,
2: unfortunately. Oh darn it. Yeah. Um Gotta know so- where your bread's buttered, brother. Yeah right. So I would say only conference games. So what's that? Probably you know eight, like an eight game. Dep-
0: game. Depends on the conference. Some conferences play nine. I know the Pac-12 right. plays. So nine. I would
2: you know I don't know. Uh, so around an eight game schedule, no non-conference, and then you would ha- I don't know if you want to say like well you can't travel this far because of uh, you know uh, to cut down on costs you could say even less than that. Changing the playoff like. What do you want? Do You want it to be no playoff or like less? What are my options there? Like it's whatever nothing. you want. Well, no, keep it like just keep it at four and play it as a site. I don't understand, like why that is such a big deal.
0: Well, you you, you don't have the non-conference uh, schedule in order to compare things with. Uh, I'm guessing you would also not have your conference championships. Is that right?
2: Wait, when when is. <laughs> So I mean, but if but if but if, but it doesn't okay. So again, as we as we understand it, the college ball playoff has never really cared about what the group of five teams do in the non-conference because we know those we know those teams aren't getting in anyway. And so if you if you're good enough to get in the playoff, it probably means you're running you're running and playing really well in your own conference. I mean, uh, if you go. Set, you know it's eight 0 in the ACC then yeah I don't know why it would matter that you missed out on non-conference games you went eight 0 in the ACC you should probably still get a chance if there are you know not five, not four other teams but, you know that have played better competition and won more than you um so yeah I, I don't know just, I, I don't know if the playoff would change but certainly the the regular season would the regular season would change and then conference championship games yeah you, you might have to get rid of that. And, and then just go off of best regular season record. Again, this is all cutting back stuff. And since you, started, since you brought up football, I think one thing to track that will be interesting throughout all this is among the power five universities, how many uh, head football coaches uh, either are asked to or volunteer to take pay cuts. And so we've seen that at yeah. Purdue, and we've seen that at Purdue and uh, Oregon State. Iowa State. Uh, and a, yeah Iowa State and a couple others I know Eastern Eastern Washington did too. Um, and then and, and, and then as we go through this, which coaches from these power conferences, which are some of the highest paid employees in the state in uh, not taking pay cuts which would I know it's it's a kind of a drop in the bucket, but just in terms of optics, like you couldn't spare seven percent of your contract? I don't know
1: <laughs> especially if it could save a you know a fellow coach. In your yeah. school
2: or, yeah or fund a, or fund a scholarship.
1: Yep, yeah.
2: agreed. What do you
0: think, agreed. ELO? How would you how would you rewrite the football schedule in, well, if it was spring like, 2021?
1: The problem is I'm going to sound like Murph here in that what are what's the situation in the world in the in the world right now at that point? Are we clear? Are we having fans in the stands? Are we good clear from the virus? Are we still restricted from traveling? I think those are questions we don't know the answer, which is why to Murph's point and why. He flips out and I get scared and I run on the table every time he snaps. <laughs> is, is, yes, it's, it's hard to speculate and throw dates out because you don't know what's ahead in two weeks, six weeks, eight weeks. Do we have enough testing? Do we not have enough testing? Uh, I don't know. So keep that in mind. I, I think to me, uh, if you're going to play in the spring and you're going to play in the fall in September – you have to play a short season. I just don't see a scenario you can can really ask your student athletes, student athletes, you don't pay them, 12 games plus a bowl game, and then go ahead and come back in two months and play another 12, 13 games. I mean, especially in an era where we talk about CTE and all that stuff, forget the virus. Think about all the violence and the the injuries you have in football in general. I mean, people are flipping out about the NFL going to a 17 game regular season. Now we could be asking potentially college football players to be playing up to 24 games from January to December. Just think about that. 24 yeah. games. Um, I just don't think that's realistic. But I think this is one of those things where just get as much football in as you can. So I think Murph's right. I would probably do the conference games because realistically, I can't imagine these non-conference games. Everybody's saying, yeah, sure, we'll move it to February. Yeah, great. No. Um, I, I think, think everybody, if anything – We'll try to get extra home games I could see a scenario where you play the conference games but then you play one or two extra games beyond that but they're home games in other words you know you're playing an FCS school from your, from your area to start it off and treat that even though the, the, it counts towards your record it's really like a quote unquote tune up right? Interesting uh, so like a
0: preseason game in the NFL
1: to make up for the lack of time that you spent together so it, it, it's a win win for everybody For the coaches, it's extra reps. It's extra practice, even though it's basically a a glorified scrimmage because you're playing an FCS team. But you're also getting money at the gate because I'm going under the assumption we'll have fans in the building. So you get extra gate because you're playing those games because fans will go. um, And you get extra games. So I would go probably 10, 10 games, and then I would just do the the playoff games, no bowl games. And, And it's funny because everybody complains about losing money. Well, if that's the case, then no team should accept a bowl bid unless it's a major bowl game. Every team that plays in these smaller bowl games lose money, yet they accept them. That's okay to lose money on that, but it's not okay to lose money because a soccer team is traveling up to Charlotte? Get out of here. So I would go 10 games, play the two – Murph's right. doesn't matter if you have a non-conference. You're going to pick the same four teams anyway. It's going to be the SEC champ. It's going to be – probably the big Ten champ if clemson goes undefeated they're gonna be in it we're no we already know the teams we already know the teams. Hmm. so maybe you expand it to six i got news for you if they do expand for all those people that they're clamoring hey they might expand it yeah they would except it'll be just power five schools it ain't gonna be anybody else so you know don't
0: all break right your i don't care what you say about that here's my idea um I'm going to do... I I think that it should be eight games, four home, four, four away, all in conference against the nearest opponents you can find. Um, I like your idea of the of the the scrimmage against a, a, a relatively local FCS team, and you can split the gate with them in order to kind of help them out, too. Like, you know, maybe you could do, like, a 60-40 on the gate there and, you know, kind of support your fellow school within your state. I, I think that would be... A show of goodwill from you know to the rest of the NCAA that they're trying to do that. Um, here's what I would do: no conference championship games. Um, the regular season champ gets the gets the conference gets the conference crown, and I would expand the playoffs to sixteen, and I would have them play. I don't care. I don't care what oh you say. Oh
1: my God! I don't, that's I I don't I don't you're care. Drinking.
0: No, I don't care what you say. I, I I would say every conference champ in FBS gets a bid, so that's ten. Six at large. Those
1: leagues folded.
0: And huh?
1: What if they folded by then?
0: What if who's folded by then? What if
1: the MAC, for example, is folded by then, saying, "Yeah, we're done. We're not going to play football."
0: Okay, year. then we. Okay, then 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 you're out. Then we add another at large. Fine.
1: Good luck with that.
0: And uh luck, and we'll have like basically we we should have a playoff where every conference champ gets represented.
1: Oh yeah, that'll go over well. Sure. Yeah. Uh-huh.
0: I think ESPN will be fine with it. <laughs> More games uh, for them to televise. It'll I, make it'll make know, up for their it'll make up for their missed uh for their missed bowl game revenue. I know you like to talk about how the teams lose money on the uh, on the on the minor bowl games. Well, ESPN doesn't lose money on them.
1: I think there's a better chance you have an 18 playoff with the Power Five and an 18 playoff with a group of five before that ever happening.
0: Okay. All right. Well,
1: they will never agree to that. We
0: won't know until we won't know until later. So. Uh, hopefully,
1: hopefully we will. Please for the please please let's have an answer. I don't like the alternatives. Please.
0: <laughs> All right, we're going to take a uh, we're going to take a break. When we come back. We'll talk about the Olympic sports and uh, some interesting discussions that we've been having in a uh, UCF Twitter world. Stick around. We'll be right back. This is the Black and Gold Banneret Podcast. Welcome back to the Black and Gold Banneret Podcast. Jeff Sharon, Brian Murphy, Eric Lopez, with you. We talked about uh, where the status of college football is at least right now. How about the how about the non revenue sports here or so called? non-revenue sports here, Olympic sports, as some have called them. We've talked about uh, the situation with Cincinnati and how they dropped men's soccer like a hot potato. Um, a little bit of a debate on Twitter uh, this week here, fellas, with uh, our, obviously, Mark Daniels, who we, um, who, you know, we, res- we all respect and admire and respect and admire his opinion as well as, um, as well as the work that he's done. He kind of, kind of came out uh, guns a blazing on Twitter about the story Um, actually I'm gonna here's the thing I'm gonna blame you Murph because um, it was your tweet wow it was your tweet that uh, that Brandon Helwig picked up and retweeted and sort of reply (laughs) retweeted go ahead uh, about uh, Oresco telling Yahoo Sports that is you quoted the Thamel story that we were talking about earlier that um, Oresko telling Yahoo Sports that his league and many others are considering eliminating ex- Olympic sports conference championships, essentially those outside of football, and men's and women's basketball for cost-saving reasons. Brandon said... We
1: should, we, we should get into that, by the way. I mean, that's yeah. pretty
0: interesting. Um, that. Helwig said, As the story also suggests, I think it would be more prudent to ditch existing league setups for non-revenue sports. Lots of dollars to be saved with less flying all over the country. Same holds true for Power 5 leagues. But as the quote stated, lots of egos involved. In walks uh, Mr. Daniels in the of <laughs> Sports account. For the umpteenth time, he says, all non-revenue sports should play in state regional leagues. In Florida, just about every sport could play in a league against in-state teams, and you could reduce costs by a significant amount. He continues... With regional state-slash-state state leagues, you have a better chance to develop real rivalries and attract fans versus many current conference games with little attendance. Fair enough. He continues, If your school has teams playing in two, three, or four different leagues on a regional level and saves money, what's wrong with that? If your team wins a conference title, you celebrate. Um, we here at Black and Gold Banneret um, yeah, r- 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 sort of quote-tweeted that initial, se- that, that initial uh, tweet and said, pretty sure florida state florida miami would not be on board with that several people seem to agree with that sentiment mark replies not sure of that but if you want to continue to lose money sending your teams all over have at it but i also think you're overvaluing the fan passion for some of these rivalries slash games slash series he continues there are about 300 d1 baseball programs ncaa spokesman estimated less than 10 percent of them turn a profit when, when Florida won the 17 College World Series, the program had revenue of $1.46 million and expenses of $5.03 million, a deficit of $3.7 million. If you want to keep losing dollars, your call. Uh, Wendy Hall, Eric, who I know you know well, um, uh, replied, why respond to something, and I think this is a prescient response, why respond to something in a very permanent way for a temporary situation? These leagues just need to plan for a rainy day. This will pass and college sports will return. He very much sounds like an SEC guy saying that, doesn't he? Um, the, uh, uh, Mark's reply. I've suggested the change in the business of college sports for years. That's true. Uh, How are the revenue models going to change in non-revenue sports in the future when they've been broken long before this crisis? Sports who lost dollars before this crisis, this virus will still be losing money long after. All right. Um,
1: in, and I, what I, now I will say in defense of Mark, he has, like he said, he said he's been campaigning this for years. Mm-hmm. And what I and he kind of expanded on it on his radio show. His point is, and I agree with his point on this. Cincinnati used the current climate, the vi- coronavirus to drop men's soccer as an, ex- this was the excuse. They probably, they're, they're losing a ton of money. So this is the perfect time. If you're losing them, if you if you're a school and you wanted to drop a sport, but you know, you know you're going to get it, this is the time to do it because nobody's going to question you about it cuz everybody's like, "Oh yeah, well, yeah, of course, that makes sense now." So his point is, schools are doing that now because of in part because they have a a backup here. So right. I actually agree with that point.
0: I agree with Mark. Now, I I will say this up front. I agree with Mark too. I, I in, in a vacuum, I think this I think this would be a great idea, and now might be a good catalyst for for rethinking how conferences, uh, or which sports conferences, arrange themselves around. Um, you, you know, obviously, there are a lot of sports that don't that don't sponsor certain sport, or a lot of conferences that don't sponsor certain sports. That's fine; there's nothing wrong with that. But I also mentioned here and and i think this is something that uh that uh, this is also what he mentioned i individually mentioned hey but f but uf fsu and um will gladly accept that loss on individual sports as long as their athletic department as a whole break even they're 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 more than happy to lose you know 3.5 million dollars or whatever it is on baseball as long you know the sports themselves aren't Designed to run profit, it's the or or, or does, aren't designed to break even. It's the athletic department as a whole that's supposed to break even. After all, m- many of them are nonprofits anyway. And uh, Some I would can,
1: argue they can if they actually, you know.
0: Well, here's well, well here's the thing: it. you do get taxed on that, and that's what they want to avoid uh, doing. Uh, now they just now what I said was they just don't have the incentive to change as long as the networks are also paying them to televise those sports championships and that's where the NCAA takes in that money and the conferences also take in that money and distribute it out to the schools evenly. He says and Mark replied, that may be true while the while the monthly subscriber dollars may remain steady, the bulk of that revenue comes from football games that air on conference uh, networks. True, but the but again, those packages are not sold as football only. They're sold as the conference in general, you know. Uh, they're, they're, it, it, that's why they've been we've been able to avoid to this point, you know, the money that these programs have been quote have been you know quote losing end quote to this point um, because again it's the athletic it's viewed as the athletic department as a whole as long as football is making is making an incredible amount of uh, of revenue they're fine with that you know and and, and that's why I don't think that. You know, SEC schools like you know, like UF and ACC schools like uh, Florida State and Miami, you know, they wouldn't fall in line with that, even though it may be in their best their, their best financial interest for those Olympic sports um, in terms of cutting down the costs, the administrative costs, the the travel costs, obviously, that we talk about. Uh, it may indeed be better for them uh, in the in the long run, certainly to be a part of to, to say, take, you know, football and men's basketball and put them in whatever in, in the ACC or SEC and then well, create some corner, sort right of sunshine, new Sunshine State Conference, but they're not going to do that because no. they they have they because of the egos involved. They want to be part of the SEC and they love them some SEC whatever. They well, don't care.
1: Correct, and this is the thing to where I disagree. Florida baseball cares about playing LSU. Yeah,
0: See, the,
1: we're we're
0: tapped the in. They, they care about playing. They care about playing Georgia. <laughs>
1: Correct what this is all about is we're complaining because we're playing Tulsa and Wichita State right that's what this is really all about now here's my question for all well in the non-revenue sports let me ask you this question how many football programs are revenue sports
0: as in they make really, more give, money give well, well, we, well we don't we, we don't actually know oh I'm now i I would, I would be as, no, I would no. I would be willing to bet that most FBS program, most FBS programs, football when we're talking about football only, yeah. create more revenue than expenses.
1: But like for example, do you think South Florida is a revenue maker in football right now?
0: Uh, right now. Yeah. If you're talking football only, um. I would say they probably do make money, but barely
1: my my point is there's not a lot of football programs that are making money. Would you agree with that? Can you agree that the majority of what is it hundred and thirty division one football programs, the majority are not making money. They're not revenue makers. They want to be revenue makers and you know if they're lucky well well, money how do
0: you def- how do you define revenue maker because there's a difference between revenue you're making and profit
1: money you're not losing money
0: okay, compared right? to so compared to what though?
1: whole premise right are you and talking the whole about, premise of playing in this well no,
0: region. No, no 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 no, this this is where we have to be clear okay, okay. are you talking about football only the money that football only brings in yeah. as opposed to the money that goes out to football only
1: yeah no like for example do you think eastern michigan's making is a revenue maker in football
0: uh for eastern michigan like
1: your revenue maker in football
0: yeah yeah i think i think they are
1: well, I disagree. I, I don't think they're wrong.
0: Now out. we have no know. way of knowing that because the athletic departments in their public, uh, in their public finances, they don't break things down by sport.
1: No, they don't. But boy, they love to throw out those numbers. They, on the now Olympics, they lose. Don't they?
0: they lose a lot. They they do lose money on the Olympic sports. We know that.
1: Yeah, they love to the brag. They love. But the somebody has
0: he to make that. up that money on the other on the other side, and that's what that's what the football coaches complain all the time is that is that they're yep. subsidizing. These other sports. Well, that's your freaking job.
1: Correct. The other thing is how many men's basketball programs are revenue makers? By the way.
0: That, that, that one's that one's a lot less than you think. All although, right. although so, to be fair, basketball is a cheap sport to run.
1: Sure. I would argue if we really wanted to play that game, though, if we want to play by those rules, then really there should be no sport that's national. Everybody should be playing in the region. That includes well,
0: the- football. But but theoretically, aren't they doing that now? Aren't conferences regional?
1: Well, no. I think part of the problem, and I, I think the SEC has a regional, done a pretty good job staying regional, except for like Missouri, give you a break. I think this is the problem that the American has. He's right. Nobody cares about UCF, Tulsa, and I've done that flight. That's not a cheap flight. He's mm-hmm. right. That's a problem. A flight to Connecticut. Thank God, Connecticut's not in this league anymore. Is flying up there ain't cheap either. So he's right, and I'm sure, Murph. You could speak better. Temple to this. sucks you flew too. flew to Wichita. Not a cheap flight. Not an easy place to get to, is it?
2: Uh, it's it's not. Uh, it, it, well, if you go Southwest, it's not it's not impossible. I dig. I I gotta, yes. That's not a ringing endorsement. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm not backing you up here. I'm not backing up your argument here. But just a one, just on a just on a one point data, uh, one one data point. I was able to get it straight through from Orlando to Wichita. It's pretty cheap. So sorry. Go back to your conversation. Bro. Maybe
1: you should be every every athletic department's travel agent then. Yeah. Um, maybe that you found your new calling card here. Should be a director um,
0: of ops, Murph. Yeah.
1: Seriously. <laughs> um, I just look. I'm not disagreeing. I do think in-state teams should play each other. I think that's beneficial. I don't disagree. That UCF playing FAU is better from a travel standpoint, but spare—I mean, UCF fans aren't going to care because they're playing FAU. Nobody cares. Uh, they care about their own team winning. By the way, football fans don't care that they're playing Tulsa either. It's not like just as a softball or a, ba- or a baseball issue or a volleyball issue. No, they don't. Now you and I, Jeff, were at the volleyball match against Cincinnati. I think everybody in that building gave a damn, didn't they? Yeah. I about that Cincinnati <laughs> game, didn't
0: they? Yeah. Oh, it's funny true. how
1: that works, right? Um, that happens um big if you win and you play good teams people will care and if they don't win they don't care um but here's the thing how many sports is florida playing ucf right now currently
0: not as many as they should be if you ask me oh but
1: okay well guess what they're not going to do change anytime soon how many sports is miami playing ucf uh still
0: baseball still, baseball, still volleyball too
1: Florida State, I think Florida State plays softball, baseball. S- they don't even play every year in soccer anymore either. So, right. you, you know, So if you take those three away, what are you really left with in your state? If you just play your in-state teams.
0: That's I mean, you're a, left
1: three, with – Actually, I could argue it is it is the A-Sun light. It's A-Sun light back in the day. It's the with USF. It's, it's
0: UNF and Jacksonville and Stetson and, and FGCU and – you know Florida Atlantic and Florida International. The other part about that is like, like first of all, I mean let's say that somebody that, that the NCAA just decided, yeah, we're, we're gonna do this and the conference has decided to, to completely realign on the Olympic sports along geographic lines, which I don't think they will, but, but let's say let's right. just let's just say they did. The state of Florida would be at a tremendous advantage. The state of California would be at a tremendous advantage. The state of Texas would be at a tremendous advantage. All the other, all those other states in Division One, because mind you, we're talking about the Olympic sports. We're not talking about Division One FBS. We're talking about the three hundred plus programs that are all part of Division One that don't necessarily play football. the The travel expenses are going to be greater for some of those schools that are in you know more remote, less easy to get to places. Like for example, if you're in you know, imagine. Yeah, you know, if you had a a conference that like West Virginia and Marshall would be involved in, like, are you going to put them in there with UNC Asheville? It takes it takes three hours to go thirty miles if you're in Asheville. I mean, um, you, you know, what do you do with the Dakotas, for example? You know, what what do you do with like schools in the Southwest that are spread far apart? So, yeah, I don't know. It would, it, of course, it would, it would be great for the state of Florida, no doubt about it. But you know, elsewhere. Yeah, I don't know if they would they would agree to that.
1: No, I mean, well, remember a lot of teams in the Big Ten, a lot of the Midwest, Northeast travel because they can't play up there, north right. in that time of year. Okay, so it's not that simple. Yeah, in a perfect world, you just bust everywhere. I mean, Division two does that's it's not a unique model. That's basically the Division two II and three model. This is what they do in their sports, and what happens is they end up playing the NCAA tournament. And this is hilarious. They play each other again in the NCAA tournament. Now imagine if UCF and USF played in the conference three times, four times, and then all of a sudden have to play again in the regionals. Uh, that's basically what Division two and Division three does. Um, the, prob- the people don't get this. I don't think we have to get to that level to lower budgets. To my earlier point in the last segment, there are ways to cut money uh, from a deficit, but it has to be from every sport. For example... Uh, I do agree in that, yeah, you know what? Maybe certain sports shouldn't travel out west right now in the next couple of years. You know what? we got to save yeah.
0: money. Okay, here's a, here's a big it? one, recruiting budgets.
1: Right. And that includes every sport. And, my again, I don't want football to be protected, have a Teflon on them, okay? Because somebody needs to, like, football spends money that you would be laughing about. Like, really? Do we really need that? We've allowed it because, hey, it's football. Of course they need it. You know, they need to stay in a hotel the night before a game. Because you know it's football. God forbid if we don't.
0: Well, part of it's um, also that they can, though, and they have the money to do it. So that they, and they want to and they want to blow that money before they get taxed on it, right, Murph? Let's just
1: blow the money. That's like a millionaire that wants to blow off money. That's great, right.
0: awesome. Avoid avoiding tax avoiding tax penalties. That's what they do. You were going to say, Murph?
2: Or wait, wait. I, I I just want to jump in and go. Are we are we villain? Are we vilifying the ability for athletes to get to a event site a day before a game and sleep in a hotel room? No, 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 no. I'm talking about the home team that stays in a hotel the night before. Oh, well, they they got to go to the Yeah, they got to yeah.
0: yeah, what the hell is that? You have a no, dorm. Stay in is, your freaking right. dorm.
2: Right, but, yeah, I know. Yeah, but, that is some mental gymnastics there. And yeah, I bring that up because I,
1: I, I, I talked about that in a podcast, uh, because pod, Eastern Michigan dropped a bunch of sports a couple years ago. And Real Sports did a story about it. And one of the things was Eastern Michigan, which is losing a ton of money, stays in a hotel and every football team does this but the point is if you're that desperate in money wouldn't don't you have to like say you know what maybe this is something we don't need to do if you're really losing money you got to cut you know some stuff right you don't just say ah screw it you know we need that even though we're losing a a lot of money we're not going to pay our bills like no you're going to make some adjustments and that's always been my frustrations is it's easy to pick on certain things but not you know everybody
0: but you know Uh, eric we have to enforce that curfew the night before the game we can't have these guys running around all over the place you know so oh
1: my god we have a football game to focus on tomorrow and then you know we got to make sure they hang out in the hotel if it's a night game you know oh my god what are they gonna do um so but you know i get it i think Restricting schedule, you know, there are certain things you can do, and I think as we'll get into what Aresco says, I think there are things the conference can do to help. Uh, let me ask you this, Mister Volleyball Guy: Why does every why do the in the American do they have to play everybody twice?
0: Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, right. I, there there are scheduling requirements in the American that, that you know that they want that uh, that was was I think it's about sixteen. To eighteen matches is the sweet spot for RPI, but and, and that's what helps them get into the tournament. Um, right,
1: right. But think about if instead of playing everybody twice, right? Because the volleyball they split into two divisions, like football did. Why not? If you really, I mean, and we're just talking financial stuff here, right? I'm not saying I'm for it, but I'm just saying if you really want to, instead of hey, cutting it, you know, make the East teams play the East. The West plays the West. Whoever wins the West and whoever wins the East plays each other in a championship game if you want to go that route. That would save money. You would save half your schedule that way. You mm-hmm. would, In that case, for example, UCF wouldn't have to travel to Wichita State and then travel to Tulsa uh, because that's really where the financial hits are. If you're, I mean... Uh, you can't just say, okay, you can't travel anywhere because that's stupid. Eventually you have to travel. Right. Okay. you got to travel to Raleigh. It's not the end of the world. If you're traveling to Georgia, that shouldn't be the end of the world. Uh, maybe you have a bad travels person. But, and I've been around these programs. They have very good travel people that get the best deals possible. So it's not like they're wasting money here. Um, I think they're very responsible people that I think get, do not get enough credit for that. But I do think there are ways – to save money whether it be reducing the schedule uh you know in volleyball maybe you don't need to play everybody twice maybe you just don't you know the east doesn't play travel to the west or west doesn't travel to the east uh, that would save some money i'm not saying permanently but for a couple of years or as mike oresco has alluded to in that article which i know you had a problem with is eliminating conference championship game, uh, tournaments
0: yeah well i mean i think we are eventually going to see the conference championship tournaments truncated severely if not Canceled in the next in the next year. Whether or not they come back at the full amount that they were before, I don't know. Murphy, I think you can probably speak to this as well. When it comes to these kinds of tournaments, though, or with these conferences, I think that the problem is we're kind of looking at this too much from a micro perspective with the American. We need to look at it as a macro perspective. Like you said, most of these conferences are regional by nature. The Big Ten is a Midwestern conference. The SEC is the Southeastern conference. You know, they don't have sort of geographical outliers so much that throw travel off, aside from, say, Mizzou. But, I mean, you could make an argument. It's right next to our—Mizzou is Missouri is just north of Arkansas. Um, the American is not a regional conference. It's It's spread out. And I think what will—what may naturally alleviate that overall is— um, is as certain programs decide. You know what we don't. We can't afford this. We're gonna go somewhere else. So you know, maybe you see Temple and Tulsa and Wichita. You know, in in the next year or two, decide. You know what we. I'm sorry, guys. We can't do this. You know, we're we're gonna go to the. I don't know, great Midwest or Temple rejoins the A10. Um, you know, and football becomes an independent for them. Yeah, and then the we are kind of sort of seeing the American become more of a southern football league if you will with its with its center of gravity I mean they're moving they move the conference offices to Texas um, mm-hmm. from from Connecticut Murph but is that what you think we're going to s- start seeing with the American individually as far as yeah, I mean, it's, taking- are are we are we looking are, are we missing the forest for the trees here in terms of what in terms of you know how these conferences look right now as opposed to how they're probably going to evol- what they're going to evolve into?
2: I mean, we've discussed that as far as what they're what we know they're going to sort of evolve like into. But I think the issue the issue is or the interesting point is, and you talked about it earlier with with what Wendy said, uh, Wendy Hall about like it's it right now it could just be. A, a, a temporary solution uh, over, uh, and, and not judging as a, as a permanent solution. So uh, I think uh, you'll. I think you'll definitely see some elimination of of non-basketball conference tournaments. Uh, but I don't think that's going to. I, I don't know if all of a sudden those things are then hereby banished for the rest of time. I do think that you'll see things as once. Uh, things sort of normalize over the next like really over the next five years uh, or a number of years because let's be honest, it didn't take us a long, long, long time to get out of this uh, you might see them start bringing those back um, because again, those those games do earn money uh, for conferences.
0: What about baseball? Because the tournament is so big in Clearwater, it takes a whole week. There's eight teams in it double elimination like how can that be made more efficient? Do you think?
2: I don't. Yeah, I. I, I don't know. Really, I. I. I haven't really considered idea, You know, I guess moving it. You. You. I, you still want to have it. I. I, I guess. It, you know, in one site, you wouldn't want to. You know, obviously have team sites, but I don't know. I really don't. I. I really haven't thought. Well, oh, I mean, that I. I would like.
1: say I could see a scenario where they cut it down to four. And this is, you know, if they don't eliminate it altogether, you cut it down to four. Because really, the American, since it's created, the most they have gotten in any sport for a tournament is four. The eight seed ain't going to, you know, if anything, they're going to steal a bid. So if you want to keep the double elimination format, which I would assume baseball coaches do, you cut it to four. And actually, I would argue that would make the regular season even more exciting. Imagine if you know you've got to be in the top four to advance. That would be more exciting. I you know the the thing about getting everybody in, yeah, you know, great, but that that's kind of like, oh, well, well,, there's a second season. I could see a scenario where if the conference tournaments are not eliminated, they reduce the teams that are in because that's less teams, less hotels, yada, yada, yada. I think that could be the approach they might decide to take if they don't cancel it together because I would imagine, you have eight teams there for a week. That's going to cost money.
0: Yeah. It's going to – I don't know. There's, I, I do, it,
1: by the way, women's basketball needs to be included in this. I love how they're kind of spared uh, when they're probably not going to draw anybody for a conference tournament. In fact, they would. I would argue they would draw the worst among all the, the sports beyond football and men's basketball as far as a conference tournament with UConn being gone. I would argue that.
0: Yeah, the tournament would have been um... – I think they're planning on having the the women's basketball tournament for the American at the at the arena in Fort Worth, right? Now that the we don't know team. that officially yet. We don't that, know that. We don't know okay. that
1: yet. But that could be the probably the betting favorite if they have one. Uh would be there and I don't think they'll draw uh at all. Yeah. But like I said, I, I think there's ways to cut, you know, but these schools don't look at those things. Like, hey, you know what? Maybe we should cut down the conference tournament, maybe tweak the schedule a little bit. Um and I think that goes for everybody. I, you know, does, does does basketball have to travel out west? You know, I think there's a little bit of everything that could be done to spare people's jobs. Really, that's the thing. I care about people keeping their jobs. I care about the kids keeping their scholarships and keep playing. I would rather if, if that means I got to give up a conference tournament. Dan, right? I'll do it. Right. I th- and I like to think everybody would in that scenario if they have
0: to. Yeah, I don't know. There's going to be a lot of decisions for Mike Aresco and the rest of the athletic directors. In the uh, American, not to mention all the conference commissioners and the uh, and and all and all the ads around the country to have to figure out here in the next six to twelve well, months. And, uh, and well, I'll tell you they're, 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 we complain all the time about you know, uh, man the uh, the amount of money that some of these guys make. Well, they're going to start earning it now to figure out to to make all these trains hit the station at one time. You know.
1: Yeah. No, I think that's why they're gonna make sure they have some sort of a football season to make yeah. some of that revenue up because that could help obviously will help uh, alleviate some of this if they don't have a football season then there's bigger they're gonna have some big problems and I'll tell you and so, I'll tell you one
0: thing too that if they if they have football and no uh and they don't have any um, uh, fans in the stands that's going to increase the TV ratings because I already think that when football comes back, and it will come back, that the TV ratings will be higher than ever because we will just be so happy to see football again. You know, it's like you don't realize what you but had you, until you so lost
1: you agree, it. Or, so, so I'm glad you brought that up. So, if football, if they, if they come back, if we're now, you know, November December, we still can't have large gatherings. Then you you feel that these com- the commissioners will do an about face and say, you know what? Yeah, we will play.
0: I I think it's, I I don't think it's that simple. I think that there's a lot of other factors that are going to have to be in play. For example, um, will there be adequate um, uh, testing in the United States at that point? Um, You know, that may may or may not be a fact. We've seen other countries where they've actually, I mean, they're starting to, they took people's temperatures on their ways to walk into work at places. You know, I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't rule that out in a, in a football stadium, or perhaps you could, you know, they could dramatically reduce the amount of attendance, and you know, like people sit like every other every that it would be ridiculous, right. but every other or every couple of seats, uh, in certain venues. But I, I I do think that if it comes to playing without fans in the stands, um, we're gonna see massive television ratings. For football, both pro and college, because we will be so there will be first of all there'll be a lot more people staying at home. Obviously, I mean, not that that impacts the TV ratings all that much, but hey, it might. And then there's also going to be the 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 back to normal factor of you know, hey, this is something that we've missed, we nearly didn't have, and we're gonna and we're still gonna keep it. I don't know. I, I could be completely wrong on that, and and you could have a situation where maybe fewer people are watching sports because they did realize that you know people grow new habits. Yeah. I mean, I I think I, 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 I think I'll tell you I I guess we'll wrap with this. What do you think in terms of I think it's 50-50 in terms of that. It, what do you, what do you got what do you think, Bri?
2: I think people will will absolutely like like uh they'll absolutely fly to it like like moths to a flame, but I do wonder if the viewing experience with the lack of 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 uh, of, of band involvement, I don't know if you if you could have bands and cheerleaders, so there's less sound involved. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you would have no crowds, and and the, I think the the TV presentation without no sort of crowd involvement and no sort of rah rah involvement, uh, really kind of makes the product awkward to watch. And, and I I do wonder if people will be if you're not an absolute diehard, a, a, if you're not watching your team, if you really find yourself less invested in this game. Because really, let's be honest, again, especially with college sports, it's the fan involvement that draws you in more than anything else. Um, and I, and uh, I speak for me, but I think I speak for many, many more, uh, that I want to watch a game that's exciting because the, the crowd is telling me through their actions that it's exciting. So if I'm not invested in a team and I just want to watch a game, I, I may not really be enthralled to keep watching it because there's such a lack of excitement outside of everything that you hear it, there's just not a sensory overload that you would usually get uh, over a viewing experience so yeah. I, I think immediately it would obviously be an uptick because people want to see what it looks like and then I wonder if people would be like you know I could probably be doing something else with my time right now
0: what if, what if they took sorry to take this on a tangent but wh- what if they took a page out of the XFL and the alliances playbook and mic'd everybody up and put it on a 10-second delay?
1: Wouldn't the— I don't think oh. you could do that in college. So, wh- wh- why not? Your student. You're not going to ask the student to mic himself up and embarrass him on national TV. I think you got—that's a pro thing. I think you're going to see that at pro sports. Okay. I, I don't—you're not going to do what that. What about coaches? I,
2: I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't know if the coaches, which are you know, the czars of these programs, would be comfortable even with a 10-second delay.
1: I think you got a better shot with the pro sports, and uh, you know, people have even brought up that if 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 baseball comes back, that they're going to do what they did in spring training, where the players are mic'd up. In some yeah. cases, I think you're going to have to
0: you're going to have to do something with the absence of fans. You're going to have to make up for like you were saying, yeah. Murph, that that audio deficit, right? So you're going to have to get creative yeah. on that. You're not going to pump in crowd noise because that would be stupid. Um, but that's one way you could do it, at least on the pro. Law. I don't I don't know. Although- I mean, it would be interesting to see it on the college level, certainly. I mean, but I don't know if. I, I think Although, you're I mean, right. I don't know. You, you wouldn't honest. allow the student I mean, athletes to do it anyway. Go ahead, Eric. I'm sorry.
1: Old, I was going to say. I mean, when UCF plays at USF, there's no fans there anyway. So what's the difference? I mean, come on.
0: <laughs> Luis. Well,
1: they should be. They, they they should be able to adapt quickly, right? I mean, they they'll have a big advantage oh, finally not having. Boy the support will benefit them this year, right? I mean, Oh boy. Holy smokes. <laughs>
0: um, let, let me ask you, Eric, what I asked, uh, Murph earlier is, uh, what do you, what do you think about the TV ratings for college football when it does return? Do you think that people will flock to it more than they did before? Or do you think that maybe some, some new habits, uh, will have been formed and the TV ratings won't be as high.
1: When is it? it depends. When is it being played?
0: Well, how would that factor in Do you I mean
1: well, let's for example let's say it's in the fall mm-hmm. Well, now you're going up against the NFL you're probably going up against the NBA of some sorts you're going up against all these sports that have been turned back right like in theory baseball could be playing so now you're going up against all these sports so I actually think they could fragment each other if they're all playing at the same time if they're in the fall at some point so I actually think college would be lower because by as a whole pro sports is more popular so people will watch pro sports better than college because it's a better product overall. Some fans might like the college game better because of as Murph has brought up, the fan experience and all that. But as Murph pointed out, you may not have that. So if that's the case, I would probably people are probably gonna watch pro sports more because even though there's no fans there, you could still bet, you could still play fantasy football, you could still be invested in those sports. You cannot yeah. do that in college.
2: Yes you you can still bet on college well, You can sports, bet on can college, college sports fantasy. yeah you can make you can Smart. play college fan, you can play college fantasy football and the NFL's not playing on a Saturday so I don't understand how that would be
1: No, no, what I mean in the fall though is like what if baseball's going on Murph in the fall what if basketball's going on because they're late ending late you got the masters will be played in November for example you could have a lot of stuff going on so you're not gonna just get the casual person because there might be somebody in November. That's not going to watch college football because he's going to watch the NFL and the Masters, for example. Or they could be watching something else. That's why I asked, when is college football being played? The other thing is, let's say it's in the spring. Well, there could be an NBA season going on. So there might be people that would, are not going to, that would normally tune into college football that might not because the Magic are playing in the same time. Or MLS could be playing. So there could be a lot of competition that they're not used to having it going up against. So I don't uh, know if college football. Again, you
2: know, plus, I I I I retort that baseball, first of all, head to head, baseball cannot hold a candle to national college football. It just won't. And oh, even I disagree. still, I uh, the playoffs?
0: Well, I You're think it de- I, it depends on where you are.
2: Right, in the season and and also Cuz they're both regional even,
0: sports. They're they're both really regional sports.
2: But the 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 the, the, the baseball and College football already intersect. The NBA and college football already intersect. So again, it's not like that would be terribly different. Again, it could be different if you are in the base, the basketball postseason at that time. If they hold their postseason, again, this is so weird, but if they hold their postseason in like December. Uh, then it's a little different. But those sports and their regular seasons already intersect. So again, I think the issue is is less really about the intersection of it and more about the actual product Mm.
1: well the other issue also is where are we in that in that point of view are we are people still watching CNN Fox News MSNBC because we're still either dealing with some of this or there's been an election etc etc so people might be just because football ratings have dropped on election years the last election football ratings took a nosedive because people were watching to see the election coverage uh, leading up to the election so there's a lot of different factors. I'm not saying they wouldn't jump. I think you make a point though, Merv. How's it going to look on the TV product? Because we've already seen an example of this in, in a minor scale, but professional wrestling has still been going on. And when it first did their first empty <laughs> arena show, it drew a big number. But yeah. then we saw it. And we're like, eh. Yeah, not that it's great. not good, right? It's not good at all, right? And it dropped, and it dropped on the rating. So maybe the answer is, how does it? What is that first? Uh, how does it look like at first? right? Yeah, but like does, it, does do, it make a good impression or not? Maybe that's the answer to all this.
2: And this is a smaller piece of the pie and and maybe it's 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 too much based in morality and obviously subjective thought. But I do feel like if we are still in this, where uh, there are still hundreds of people dying per day, and we don't really know when, like like guess, we've got these pieces returning to normal like we have games but we don't have fans and we're still we'll st- we're, we're still wearing uh, masks whenever we're outside in any situation we're still being asked to socially distance ourselves and we're still seeing some pretty grim news every day I wonder if people will be turned off in uh, yeah, a very small percentage but turned off by the uh, almost the brazenness of sport to come back at that sort of climate in time. Under the guise of we want to get back to normal, but really it is, as much as I talk about sports and how important it is to community and how important it is to bonding with other people and and stuff like that, in this climate, uh, I don't know if, if that would be looked upon fondly, especially because in a game like football, you cannot socially distance yourselves Yeah, as much as you like.
1: Oh, you're right. And look, there's always...
0: Unless be- you're I'm Adrian, Adrian Killens. I'm sorry. I had not it. Yeah, anyway.
1: Yes. Oh, look there's going to be a percentage of people and that's a great point murph that are not going to be thrilled right there's going to be people they're like how can they play without us in the in attendance the right there's how, going to be a
2: perc- how, can they, how, how can they play just now and not only with the players but with the coaches and the training staff right uh, and how do you practice for these games what you know and, and so all, all the other things that we don't need to get into this this is a thing that actually covers through every sports return once they return if they return while this is still going on, you have all these obstacles that are so hard to, that are really difficult to sort of jump over uh, that only one of them, if, if one of them falls, the whole thing falls together. But I do think if they bring it all back and we're still seeing a, a significant amount of tragic news tied to COVID-19, that people will people will not return to sports as willingly as they would, just because they just don't feel like this is something that should be going on right now. That, we should not right. be prioritizing sport and the ability for us to heal, quote unquote, over the reality that we still have a major national global health crisis going on right now. Yeah.
1: Well, we're gonna find out next week. The NFL draft's going on, and there are people that don't think the you know the, you know I think there's some people that think oh wow the NFL draft's gonna do a big number. Nah, maybe not. No, because to Merv's point. There might be people that just aren't in the mood. I mean, we, we, again, we keep thinking that sports dominates the, the, the ratings game. But, no, it doesn't, really. In reality, uh, it's probably – I don't think it'll beat the news stations You know, next week. Now, that doesn't mean they shouldn't have it. I mean, they're not You know, – they're doing it uh, portable and all that. But yeah. you're right. I don't think – that's why I think the numbers are not going to be as big as people think because, to Merv's point, there might be people that are just not in the mood. They're just not in the mood for a variety of reasons that Merv has brought up. So I, I don't think it's a lock that these sports would just automatically draw big ratings, especially in college, where if you don't have a connection to, let's say UCF's playing Cincinnati, if you have no connection to that game, to those schools, yeah. are, are you really going to be that invested in it when there's nobody in the building? Or Probably not. But I do think the one sport that might uh, be, you know, that I think will be close to Teflon, I don't think there's a sport that's Teflon that – would probably be the nfl i think the nfl for some people just will get into that and i think they will have they if they play they will watch that's the one sport i feel confident people will watch i don't know about every other sport i think every sport there could be some backlash it might depend on how it looks how it comes off and hopefully we don't know the thing is we don't know because we've never seen it before actually i take that back as a marlins fan i see that every night in marlins
2: games. <laughs> well and, and, to your po- and to your point eric Millions of people have been watching Monday Night Football on mute for years now. So it's totally fine. (laughs) All right.
1: Correct. By the way, that's the (laughs) other fascinating thing about all this. The broadcast side of things will be fascinating. How do they broadcast it? Will people be in the booth? Or will we see what I think is going to happen, more remote broadcasts, which quietly has happened in a small scale already in sports where people do it via remote. I could see a scenario – where they do it in remote, like I don't see Al Michaels traveling to do a Bucks game. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like him I and Collinsworth might be doing it from a studio. It's going to be very surreal, and some people will like it, but you know, I, I agree with you, Murph. There will be some that
2: don't. We, we've already seen that. I don't think you'll see. I, I think people will again. Maybe you'll hear a bit of a difference in the audio, but with the with with, it, with they've already done that with the Olympics, the World Cup. And it doesn't sound any different. So I think you'll be fine there.
0: All right.
1: Well, Well, that's a great point. That's a great point. Technology has helped on that. And that, you know, I think that is part of the future that we're headed. I think uh, there is going to be a lot less travel. I think teams are going to realize, you know, we don't have to travel a radio guy everywhere. We could just do it on remote. I I think there will be some ramifications on that. And that might include media beat writers traveling. I mean, that's already been going on prior to this. I think we might see even fewer beat writers travel, don't you, Murph?
2: Uh, maybe. Yeah. Pop- or Zoom, baby. Zoom interviews, press conferences, <laughs> Zoom interviews. Yeah. yeah, yeah, those are a thing.
0: I'll tell you this: it's. boy, are we standing on the cusp of the use of, of of the the expansion of technology and and what it will mean for the sports industry as a whole. I don't know. I I think we're sitting, we're kind of at the starting blocks right now of a tremendous upheaval in the sports industry that it's not that this is the part that I think that everyone needs to understand. It's not going to be temporary. It's there are going to be a lot of changes that are going to be permanent.
1: Yeah. Now I will say this numbers have suggested less people are going to sporting events like college football attendance has been dropping as a whole, more people are watching football. Here's where I'll defend Jeff's point on football and counter. Some people have joked that football is the best, you know, sport on TV, right? Studio sport, it's technically, right? I There are people yeah. that do enjoy football on studio anyway with HD. So, yeah, there may not be fans, but, hey, it's football. You know, I mean, I don't know. You've watched... You've been watching horse racing. There's still wet horse racing going on without fans. How's that big going on? I mean, I don't yep.
2: know. I said, me... Horse racing going on in Florida down at Tampa Bay Downs. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. I've watched uh, Ta- I've watched Los Alamitos and uh, Oakland, Arlington Park. They what about there. down
0: in uh, down in Miami? They still doing it down at uh, what what is it down there? I forget.
2: I haven't seen it. Is that like Hialeah? I don't know. Um,
1: Goldstream, yes, that's by Hollywood, right yeah. by my car, by yeah, my dad's car yeah, I, know. I know that. I know that track very
2: well. Yeah, I think they're still. I think they're, yeah, they're still doing stuff down there too. And it, 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 that is interesting because they have like, you know, jockeys that are getting, getting, they're getting like their own room to dress. But you still got like jockeys and outriders like together, and then you have like the other, It's just a lot, you know. Should they be doing that? I don't even know they should be doing that, but that's happening. And obviously, they're gonna aim to have golf happen within the next two months, uh, which, you know, could, could make sense because of the, the solitary nature of the game, but um, as far as other sports returning, uh, let's, you know, like I said, most of this episode has been uh, a lot of guest game, and I know people are interested in knowing when things are going to return, and we, we don't know, and we will not know for a long time, so just you gotta be patient.
0: I know. We can't be patient, Murph. It's twenty twenty. Come on.
1: Come on. Just, we can't, we can't <laughs> yeah. just do every podcast say, guys, stay patient, wait.
0: Yeah. Listen. That's not good that's, con- the- that's not good hashtag content.
2: <laughs> just because someone gives their opinion on when they think a wait. sport might might be able to possibly return if things uh you know are are perfect, doesn't mean we should latch on to that as gospel. There's there are moving parts every day to all of this. And so let's well, just <laughs> try well, to stay patient and stay healthy and, and look out for each other cuz like the 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 ability for you know humanity to survive does not con- like the, the 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 essence of that does not contain sports we can do it without sports i we like sports but we 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 can survive without sports so let's just You let, we can uh, to yeah.
0: quote, well to quote the dude that's just like your opinion man
2: it's like your- well, you know what? There's one guy's
0: opinion that maybe we should have. just ask.
1: There's one guy we could ask for his opinion that I think a lot of people care about. That would his opinion.
2: All right.
1: Mackenzie Milton. Oh huh? boy. We got Milton. We, Murph, you got some Milton news on the site, huh?
2: <laughs> what a weird transition. Thank you. What an awkward. That's 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 <laughs> the most
0: awkward segue in the history of the show.
2: That is really like like I I, I hurt my neck. Bending around to see where that transition was going. Um, yeah, no, his uh, his mother Teresa posted a update on Mackenzie's uh, rehabilitation over the weekend, uh, and just took a picture of his knees and uh, and basically said, you know, this is what hard work hard work looks like. He's been working out every day, hours a day, to get his right knee back into shape, and so she took a picture of his legs, basically from the tops of his feet. Up to about the tops of his quads, or about the mid-quad level, and it's funny because if you look at the picture, you can, and you just sort if you don't, if you just didn't know what you were looking at, you wouldn't see what is significant about that picture. And if you just sort of glanced at it, you'd be like, "Why am I just looking at two people? Like, why am I looking at a person's kneecaps?" Uh, and that <laughs> is what that that is what is significant about that picture is that Mackenzie's right leg now looks a lot like his left leg, and yes there is obviously if you, if, you, if, if you go into there's a
0: little it, bit of atrophy there but that's that's to be there, expected
2: there there's there's more there's more muscle definition around his left quad because obviously his right leg lost so much muscle uh during you know while it was in a brace basically immobilized and obviously you can see some of the some of the redness and some of the scarring over his right knee that will be with him for the rest of his life but uh, yeah, I mean just say that Mackenzie Milton at least from the outside from the outside Mackenzie Milton's knees look normal and that's like that's amazing to say now that we are only and this is really only what 16 months 17 months post injury it's it's it, that is a that is a rapid recovery. This is not to say that we know he's going to play again but uh, no it is let's not let's speculate No, never ever. Uh, it, is, it is only it is only nice to see. I'm, I'm
0: forbidding us speculating about this. <laughs> yes,
2: it is only nice to see for Mackenzie Milton the person and his long term abilities as a human being to just live a normal life, which is again the most important thing in this issue is his ability to come back to 100 percent and have a normal life and not be restrained to like you know braces or crutches or whatever. And he's he's on that road, and it seems like he's jumping hurdles now like you know figuratively but really getting past all these hurdles uh, it, with with so much speed and, and efficiency it's, it's 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 been fantastic to see uh, but obviously we will we'll not know about his football future for a long time long long time yeah
1: but- Shows, maybe opening day honorary captain he walks out there <laughs> boom
2: well, huh? if you got,
1: if that would if
0: you got, be the, that would be the biggest story in a shortened college football season. Is I, don't get I mean, to that tune is, in. yeah, I yeah. get
2: them to tune I mean, in. I mean, that and I I don't think that's impossible. Could you see you know like Mackenzie Milton like suits up full uni, walks out to midfield, and is it there as the captains for the coin toss of, the, of week one? Like, that yeah, the place would go berserk. I mean, it went, it went berserk when he was out there as the as a as a captain for the space game against Houston. They he, they they went nuts. But if you brought him out there in full uni with the 10, uh, yeah, they'd lose their minds. It doesn't mean he's playing. And, 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 no, but and, I think it would be yeah. pretty emotional.
0: Everyone, right? would, be, everyone would be monster. asking, yeah. like, is he going to play? Are we going to see him yeah. in garbage time? You know.
2: Yeah, the, and that would be the, the only drawback is now that they've put him out there in full uniform, Heupel would have to answer the question every week of, uh-huh. is Mackenzie McK- is Milton more ready to play this week? <laughs> you know, <laughs> oh, is he ready my- to play? Yeah,
1: my favorite part, of Murph, is that you'll be at warm-ups and hey, there's McKenzie throwing a football around. Uh, <laughs> no, oh my God, uh, he's throwing a football around.
2: There's a QB controversy. <laughs> ah!
0: Gosh, that's oh, great. McKinney. Thank you, that's McKinney. too much, man. Anyway, well, um, it's it's good to see that. We're hoping for continued good news. I know that's that's one guy right there who would love to uh, who would love to just a little bit more delay, perhaps. So. Um, let's wrap this thing up we've got uh, we've actually got some stuff to promote on the site boys
1: what I was Woo! doing
0: uh, not just obviously uh, Murph's story about Mackenzie Milton but uh, Eric you're in the midst of uh, a massive countdown all of a sudden our queue is full of stuff um, yeah you can't
1: complain we don't have content in the, in the in I know up and I, you and know I right? feel
0: and listen I, I, I really feel bad I, I feel I feel like I owe you guys all the guys on the staff and our and and the audience an apology that you know we've kind of it's it's been really tough adjusting to this whole new normal and uh, i've you know i've been out of sync sometimes i i've really hit like i don't you know it's like i don't know if there's a editor's version of writer's block but i've just i just hit it this month and but now you know with the nfl draft coming around the nfl draft has kind of Resparked everything. You guys have been fantastic. You've been pumping out podcasts. And Eric, you're counting down the top 100 male athletes of all time at UCF.
1: That's right. And top 50 female athletes. So we're uh, athletes that's going to be coming out soon. We're going to be break, breaking down every athlete, the best athletes we've had in the history of UCF. Obviously, it's subjective. But uh, we're going to have some fun with that. Who's the bit, uh, top football player, basketball player, all of it? We have male sports. We're going to have the females. Top 50 athletes, so that's going to be coming out soon on the Black and Gold Bannerette. It's a big, big, big feature, and it's going to take days. It'll be awesome. It'll be fun. Also, check out article we broke on Friday night on Black and Gold Bannerette. UCF alum Cal Bloom making his uh, TV debut on WWE SmackDown Friday night, former tight end, making his debut, getting beat by Sheamus. Uh, we hope that he's doing a, uh, his, that was a good enough debut. He can stay on the roster, because WWE has not had a good week uh, dropping releasing yeah. a lot of talent this week
0: and they, uh, and they and they they announce their regular talent that goes up but they don't they don't announce nxt talent right. that gets that gets right. knocked off so or laid off so we don't know um about you know if you cal is best. staying on board i hope i hope he does i hope he does i mean he's he he's local there's day that day. you know i mean he, he, has he a cool
1: debut. And that's a cool story his Dad is a former wrestler, which I write about, and, and he you know used to wrestle in a lot of different organizations, including WCW and WWE. So Cal Bloom making his debut. He was signed to a uh, a contract about a year ago, developmental contract, which you wrote about, Jeff. You in fact, I remember you said, "Hey, I'll be a wrestling fan when Cal Bloom is up." Well, he might be up here soon. So
0: I hope um, so. That'll
1: be cool for him and a lot of wrestling content too. I mean, with Greg Lovelady, me and Murph did the WrestleMania deal. And then last week, the shocking revelation, Murph, you missed it. The shocking revelation on last week's podcast: Todd Dagenet coming out, announcing he's a wrestling fan.
2: I I I, well, I listened to the interview, and that was uh, that was entertaining to listen to. It's amazing how again, uh, we are your home for UCF athletics and random bits about wrestling. <laughs> how <laughs> many?
1: We may have to like do a survey. How many coaches are into wrestling? What else are you interested? in If it's not wrestling, that's yeah. why we're here. So I what think is- we set it up. You know, Love Lady versus Dajanae making WrestleMania picks next year. I think
2: that has to I would to love to know if Josh Heupel has like a wrestling like watching background. Like, what is? Please tell me. I want
0: to I wanna know. I want to know if like not just Heupel, any 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 of the coaches. Like, could you imagine if like Tiffany Roberts Sahadak is like a massive pro wrestling fan? <laughs> I think it would be fantastic.
2: Johnny Dawkins, a man. Johnny Dawkins, yes. A Duke, and like the nicest man you'll ever meet. He's like, yeah, man, I, was a huge, I was a huge Hulk Hogan fan in college. Like, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> it would be so oh my, good. <laughs> oh, my Lord. Oh. Uh, now, now we're really getting speculative. Now we, we, we've we gone off the deep end on the hot The, specula- the most speculative show of all time here. This Boy. is great. This
0: and, is any, UCF, any UCF <laughs> coaches or staff members or even athletes who are – are big pro wrestling fans please please drop us a line we would love to have you <laughs> on to you're talk like
1: a movie hey look if i mean it could be a, if you have another hobby if you're a movie buff like murph maybe we can get to get you guys can get together talk a little movie you know i mean we're in i mean it could be anything you know we're we're we're, we're open here to help you guys out through during all this as well and talk so uh but yeah that cal bloom will wish for the best for him on that uh, among others so we got a lot of great content on the show want to wish uh, hopefully good luck to KK Wright this week there is a WNBA draft on yes. Friday night mm-hmm. three mm-hmm. rounds expectations are based on what I've seen and read and talking I don't think she'll get drafted but you never know uh, so uh, we'll see how that works out for her you'll obviously see play- players that you see a played in the WNBA draft on Friday and then next week boys it's the NBA uh, the NFL draft not the NBA uh, yeah. the NFL draft so we'll get into that a lot next week as well. Uh, with our boys, Gabe Davis, I think we're confident he'll get drafted. And then I don't know who else gets. Are we confident going to get drafted? We'll have to discuss that next week.
0: Well, I'm also. That's another thing I'm actually working on right now there is uh, our NFL draft uh, 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 scouting reports. I've got Adrian Killens up there right now. I've got Gabe Davis up there right now. I'm working on uh, Nivelle Clark. I'm working on Jordan Johnson. I'm working on on uh, Nate Evans as well. Uh, so I'm hoping to have all those done in time for. Uh, the NFL draft, so that you can uh, so that you can be prepared, and uh, any uh, and hopefully any uh, pro teams that pick that uh, pick up those guys, they'll be hopping on board and taking a look at what they've got. So uh, that's the benefits of being with uh, uh, a group like SB Nation. So, all right, fellas, well, it's been uh, it's been a wild ride this week, but we needed to we needed to get our thoughts out there, and I'm glad we did.
2: Yeah, it was fun. It's fun. I love that. I will say. Before this before we started rolling on this, Jeff, I believe, said, I don't want to go more than an hour. And in Guess typical what? in typical black and gold banneret podcast fashion, we've now entered a fortnight of, uh, <laughs> of UCF podcasts. We're
0: over we're over an hour and a half. <laughs> <Yeah, so. laughs> Alright, so for uh, Eric Lopez and Brian Murphy, I'm Jeff Sharon. Make sure you follow us at UCF underscore banneret, Facebook.com slash banneret and black and gold Follow us individually in Jeff underscore Sharon. Eric Lopez, Elo, and Spokes underscore Murphy. Thank you so much for joining us. This has been the Black and Gold Bannerette Podcast. Enjoy the weekend. Stay safe. Stay inside. We'll talk to you next week.